All right, how far would you go to stay younger for longer and extend your life? As some smart people once said, I mean, do you really want to live forever? Yeah, what about you? Uh, where exactly is the line here uh, about what you do to extend your life versus what you would do to just enjoy your life? What happened to just enjoying the time you have? These days we have to hack our health, whatever that means. Uh, we all know that minimising unhealthy processed foods is one sort of easy option. It might help you live longer. But what about some of these other mooted options like ice baths and supplements and other therapies? I'm not sure. I'm not convinced it is worth it. But I have, a, have I got all this wrong? Is time the most valuable commodity in your life? And if time is money, maybe some small investments now might actually be the way to go as long as they're backed by actual science. I'd love to hear from you. 0418 Dean says, if you aren't working for a, uh, for a long life, then you are part of a death cult. Uh, Mary from Parks says, it's simple, Andy. Uh, I've got 40 years of skim milk, low-fat yogurt, healthy diet, a lifestyle since the 20s I've had. The cardiologist says 60% uh, of my coronary artery has narrowed. DNA has the final say. Do try to save yourself, but pay attention to family history. That is another reason to perhaps be somewhat fatalistic if uh, yeah, genetics or hereditary traits are in place. What is the point of spending all this money? Uh, and would you want to know if you could... 0418 is the text line. I'd love to know from you uh, what you do to extend your life and what is too much, what is too onerous, what is cutting down on the very act of living. Uh, of course, US tech billionaire Brian Johnson uh, pioneered this so-called don't die movement. It's now landed in Australia. And uh, through methods like blood transfusions, cryotherapy, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, uh, look, people are giving it a go. And if you've got the money to spend... Where is exactly the line when uh, it comes to well-being versus maybe even narcissism? There you go. Love to hear from you. 0418 Professor Luigi Fontana is the scientific director of the Charles Perkins RPA Clinic and Longevity Program at the University of Sydney. Professor, some interesting text there, some fatalism. I'll start off with that one, talking about uh, hereditary or genetic uh, kinds of factors. Uh, are many people wanting to know those before they embark on some of these quite expensive well-being uh, journeys? Yeah, yeah. Hello. Uh, good, good afternoon. Uh, well, you know, uh, genes ba based on, there are several stud several models, you know, but the, the most powerful are identical twins. So they have the same genetics. And based on this study, no more than 25% of our probability of living a shorter or longer life is due to genes. 75% plus is due to environmental factors. So <laughs> I disagree with the statements of, of some of your uh, listeners. Uh, you know, uh, uh, genes count, but very, very little. As a world authority on the biology of ageing, can we stop it? Is it scientifically possible or is there a sort of five-year horizon or 10-year horizon that might get us some way to that extent? So in 2024, there is no evidence in humans or in animals that, you know, we can stop or reverse aging. Zero. Zero evidence. But there are lots of data we publish in Nature Science Cell that you can slow down dramatically 
uh, uh, aging is, and most importantly, the risk of developing multiple chronic diseases. So that's feasible. Just to make an analogy, you know, I, I've heard you know some of your comments. Uh, yes, you know, people say, oh, who cares? I want to enjoy my life. Is When I teach to my medical students, it's like, you know, if you br- br- uh, buy a brand new car, a brand, brand new, very expensive Ferrari, and you don't change your oil, don't change your brake pads or, 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 or tires, you know what happens. After 15,000K, your, your, your expensive car is dead. Instead of if you do everything right, your probability of driving your Ferrari for 300, 400, a thousand K, it's much much higher. But, so but, but I don't if, buy if, the idea that. But what if genetics gave you a Datsun 120B, uh, so so to speak, according to your analogy? What if genetics has cast uh, a bit of a shadow, up to thirty percent shadow, according to your earlier statement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, each one of us is, is a genetic max, maximum. You know, it's like you know, if you are a, 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 a if you are a son of athletes, you know, Olympic athletes, you know, your probability of being an Olympic athlete is much, much higher. So in some way, of course, you know, if you have very good genes, you know, because you're born in a family of long-lived people, if you do everything right, your probability of making to 130, uh, it's much, much higher. But if you smoke, you overdrink, you know, you do all everything right, you know, probably you're going to die at 70. Again, you know, if your genes are not as good as, you know, this guy, and your family lives 70, if you do everything wrong, you die when you're 45, 50. If you do everything right, you, you're going to live to 90. Of course, each one of us our genetic maximum, but you know there is a huge range that, is, that depends on your, uh, on your behaviors, on, on your lifestyle. And we publish this stuff in Nature, Science, Cell. It's not just you know, Brian Johnson, wishful thinking. It's, it's science. You've spent really years studying calorie restriction in humans. What is the current scientific consensus on the uh, effectiveness of calorie-restricted diets for the aim of longevity? Well, for the aim of health, uh, it's huge. You know, many of the common chronic diseases we have, diabetes, uh, cardiovascular disease, the World Health Organization claims that at least 80% of cardiovascular disease the first killer in Australia, diabetes and stroke are preventable. My data based on calorie restriction exercise and a combination of other factors probably say that it's probably close to 95% preventable unless you have very bad genes, you know, you are born with a, with a, with a mutation, with a specific mutation, but it's rare. Uh, and the, the World Health Organization claims that at least 40% of cancer are preventable. My data are suggesting it's much higher than that, probably 70-80% of the common cancer, you know, the, the, the breast, prostate, the colon, uh, liver, the, the obesity-related cancers are preventable. Of course, you, you need to know what to do. You need to know which pathways, which markers you have to measure. It's, you know, you don't, have, you don't have to follow, you know, this fat diet, the 5 the uh, 16-8, the paleo, the keto. This is just, you know, kind of very gross, uh, unspecific way of doing medicine and measuring biomarkers. It's 24 minutes past four. You're listening to RN Drive. Professor Luigi Fontana is uh, from Sydney University. He's one of the foremost uh, experts in the world uh, on the idea of and research of biology uh, and the biologics of aging. Uh, love to hear from you about this sort of nexus of what you do to 
stay well and, and hopefully live longer versus what you do to enjoy your life? Can those things be harmonious is the question. 0418 Again, this idea on the text line that longevity becomes a moot point uh, when old age uh, genes kick in, no amount of veggies and supplements or lifelong exercise uh, will prevent lower back pain, says this texter, only common sense and pharmaceutical intervention. Um, I wanted to ask you, Professor, about, uh, you mentioned the markers or the kinds of tests that you're able to do to, uh, a lot of billionaires and millionaires seem to be doing, keeping on top of their health in terms of monitoring. How useful are blood tests uh, in detecting health risks? Can you just explain what biomarkers of ageing actually are? Yeah, you know, we know, you know, certain hormones like insulin, IGF-1, inflammation, other ones, you know, they are really triggering these uh, molecular pathways like the insulin, IGF-1, mTOR pathway. And therefore, you know, you can measure some of these uh, biomarkers to see how, uh, how your health is doing. But, you know, we are developing, you know, we have data now that, you know, we are just submitted for PNS publication where, you know, we have these DNA methylation clocks and there are multi-omic clocks that I think in the next five years they're going to have, they're going to allow us, you know, to measure in a more accurate way uh, if an intervention is really uh, uh, acting on these biology of aging. So if really what you are doing is really uh, slowing the biological clock or is accelerating the biological clock. So we are getting there. You know, we already have some that, you know, that are more sophisticated than what many GPs or other they are, they are using because most of the modern medicine is um, just uh, treating disease after they have occurred. But in reality, before you develop diabetes, you have at least uh, 20 years 10 years of pre-diabetes at least and 20 years of hyperinsulinemia driven by insulin resistance. And this has been shown to uh, activate this pro-aging, pro-cancer pathway. So this is just an example. There are many others. You know, we have now a, a, a very good understanding of what you can measure and what you can do to uh, lower these uh, uh, factors that are promoting aging through these aging pathways. This area of research uh, is becoming uh, quite attractive to people like US billionaire Brian Johnson, who measures his blood, his breath, his stool, his erections, his sperm. He's received blood from his <laughs> then 17-year-old son. He recently received bone marrow from a young Swedish person. Uh, don't know if the nationality has a bearing there, but there you go. He, uh, he eats a, a diet of blended lentils and steamed veggies. He has this nutty pudding washed down with 100 supplements a day. The other things that he does in terms of his aims to to extend his life is things like gene therapy and blood transfusions and that, that, that monitoring. Does any of that have any scientific basis? Well, in humans, the blood transfusion of young blood has no scientific evidence so far that I'm aware of. But in animals, uh, uh, the data are showing that, yes, that uh, if you do what is called parabiosis, basically you connect the bloodstream of an old mouse with a young mouse, and then you cause a damage in their skeletal muscle or in their brain. Uh, the, 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 basically, the young blood circulating into the old animals is allowing the stem cells to regenerate. So there is data in animals, models, showing that basically, yes, 
uh, 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 old pro-inflammatory with these factors that you know we are still dissecting are inhibiting stem cell regeneration. But in humans, data the, showing that you know blood transfusion of blood from young individual is uh, is uh, doing you know what uh, he thinks, you know, Brian Johnson thinks there are no data whatsoever. And, you know, there are always the risk, you know, that, you know, you are injecting stuff, you know, blood from other people with uh, factors with that we don't know. Forget mm. about, you know, the major infections like HIV or hepatitis, you know, that you, you can control that, you know, because you can screen the blood for that. But, you know, we don't really know full uh, in, in a full extent, you know, if maybe in the blood there are something that, you know, may have an effect long term to your health. So I, 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 I wouldn't do it. Mm. Well, given the cost involved, I think it's out of reach for most people's... Uh, Even if it's free. Yeah, exactly. Uh, really great to talk to you. Professor Luigi Fontana is the Director uh, of Science at the Charles Perkins RPA Clinic and Longevity Program at the University of Sydney. I wish you a long life, Luigi. Thank you so much, and to you as well. <laughs> it's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.